Hello, and welcome to episode 5.5 of Gamers Assemble, the gaming podcast you didn't know you needed in your life, but you definitely do. Why episode 5.5, you say? We don't talk about that. <laughs> Today, we'll be trying our hand again at a live episode and remembering to record it time. And to make it extra special, we've got the entire cast here tonight. And following the show, we'll also be doing some live streaming of the game that whose name I always forget, Among Us. That's it. Yes. That's yeah. The one. That's the one. We'll be doing some live streaming of that, which should be good for some giggles. I am Llama, and I'll be your host for tonight. So please return all seats and tray tables to a full and upright position while I introduce our fabulous cast for tonight's show. First up, we have Beardy. Hello. <laughs> and we've also got the fabulous Batuist. Hello. Followed by Inara, the queen of e-gaming. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> We've also got the super gorgeous Sif. Hello. And Tiggs, the one who never stops smiling. Yeah! <laughs> We're here, guys. We're here. <laughs> <sighs> That's our cast. And tonight's episode is the game of the generation. Uh, so each cast member will say um, what game is really their favorite for this generation of consoles and PCs, and they can share up to two runners-up because we know picking shit is hard. Let's be honest. For real. Um, as I said, we're live this week. That means there's no edits and all of the outtakes, and we've also not done really any prep for this, so we have no <laughs> idea what each other's picking. We don't know what we're going to say. It, sh it shit could get real. So that's it that. It will. <laughs> it always does with us, Lord. It always gets real. Right? Yeah. Um, we are, as I said, we're live on Twitch. So feel free to comment or chat. Um, and we'll be monitoring those and any of the really good ones. We might give a shout out on the show a bit later. Um, we are also, oh, excuse me, we are also on Twitter and Instagram. So feel free to give us a follow there and share the love. You can find us by searching Gamers Assemble, that's G-A-Y-M-E-R-S, because we're super duper gay. Super All right, gay. gamers, that's our intros and housekeeping done. Oh, we've lost to Nara. <laughs> okay. No, no, I'm here. I'm here. Just baby time. Oh, All right. Baby. Okay, okay. Excellent. Yep. Baby. <laughs> So, we are on, we're live. How's everybody doing tonight? Are we excited? Or today, good, good. I guess it's early in the US. Yeah, it's like noon 30 in the uh, US. Yeah. I am oh. super excited to find out what you guys have picked. And we've got Cloud here as well. He wants to be in on the action, so, yeah. I always love a bit of the action. You might get a lot tonight, girl! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. I meant cats, obviously. Okay, so <laughs> before we delve any further down that rabbit hole and we get chucked out for being an X-rated podcast, move on, the first move on. burning question of the night <laughs> is what have y'all been playing? Uh, Sif, let's start with you. What have you been playing this week? Oh, okay. Um, I've been playing Spellbreak with um, Tiggs. We've been playing <laughs> some of that. Which it's a lot of fun. I love it. Um, I'm kind of addicted to it now. I think this is one of my go-to multiplayer games at the moment. Um, 
I love the ice power in that game. Ice mm. is my favorite. Um, ice, just because I can snipe people. Is this oh, the one we talked about it. last week with the ignitable fart clouds? Yes! yes. We've yeah. done that! We have done that! Oh, I do want to play just to see that. Please if nothing else, play. I just want to ignite a fart cloud. Play with us, please. Yeah. All right. I'll play with you. Yay! It's free. You don't <laughs> lo lose nothing out on it. Girl, yeah. I love the price of free. Girl, we went shopping last night and we got all the stuff. We were like, oh, we're just going to go. Oh, there's some cute armor. Let's have some of that. And, and hiding behind the uh, cobblestone fence. Oh, I, so, like, I so wish we streamed that. That was amazing. <laughs> well, I was going to we'll save stream it that next that. time. Yeah. yeah it, was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I've been playing that and I've been playing um, Kingdoms of Amalur Re Reckoning. Um, oh. I'm really happy to hear you say that. That's such yeah, a good game. It's so underrated. It's like wow without the MMO. <laughs> yep, it Big definitely game. is. And I'm not just saying that because Big Huge Game is, is my uncle's company. Ooh. They actually went bankrupt after that game came out because oh. it wasn't appreciated <laughs> as much. He recently bought the name the rights to the name back, but um so they're making stuff again, but they kind of had to start over. And it makes me sad because that game could have been a big success for them if more people had paid attention to it. Super good. It's very good. Um, I'm loving it. Um, I can't wait for the expansion that comes out next year, which is exciting. Uh, oh. And is that one exclusive to Xbox or is that one a cross-platform? Um, across platforms, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's... All systems, PC, PS4, Xbox, and I think oh, that's it, actually. Okay. No, not Switch. I don't think Switch has it. No. I've seen it. It's nope. on Game Pass at the moment. If you're a Game Pass member, you can It was originally, it. like, a last-gen game. Um, and it got released for the, the 360 PS3 gen, and I guess this is a re-release. Yeah. Like a remake. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, check exciting. Might check it out for Game Pass. Yeah. Cool. Good. So, Inara, tell us, what have you been playing? Um, a little bit of Overwatch, kind of like always. Um, and I've been working my way through Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition and trying not to cry every time it gets emotional because I want 100% it, not ball my eyes out. <laughs> it looks so good, though. There were so many people before it came out who were talking about how like it could be bad based on like performance of the Switch and yada yada. Um, it does the resolution drops really low in handheld mode so just don't play it in handheld mode play it on the tv they remade everything from the ground up new textures new character models they add they fix the quest system so now like it gives you little markers where you can find stuff instead of you having to like for the item pickup quest just wander around until you hopefully found things and it took forever um it actually tells you what mission what like materials you need for the colony six rebuild side quest which is great because uh, that was a nightmare to track back in the day. Um, thanks to Operation Rainfall back in the day for us even getting the game in the first place because Nintendo didn't want to release it here at all. They were just going to leave it Japanese exclusive. Um, and a bunch of people went, hey, but we would like to play this game. And that's when they localized it with like all UK voice actors. Um, <laughs> and now it's one of Nintendo's like bigger RPG franchises because it's had two sequels. So yeah. Nintendo was about to make a grave error if they hadn't released it over here. 
Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. <laughs> yeah, sorry about the lack of video. I got a baby in my lap. That's oh, that's totally fine. fine. Ba- babies exist. It's fine. You need to look after them. Like little Tamagotchis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah except, you know, I hope I'm not as bad at looking after my son as I was at Tamagotchis. Mine always died. <laughs> oh, girl, I was terrible at them. <laughs> always just resetting it. Like, this one's trashed. Reset it. Uh, you know, they have new Tamagotchis now. You can actually order and buy. There's like a whole new generation that they made of them. Like, still yep. the little the little thing, the little like item thing that you have with the screen. Yeah, I have one. My last one died. I haven't, I haven't reset it to get a new one yet. I love my Tamagotchi. My baby brother had like eight of them. I think he was a bit obsessed, but he would go to school and he'd leave them with me to babysit and they would inevitably like be half dead by the time they got home because I would feed one too much. I wouldn't feed the others. I'd forget who'd been, who'd had food. It was terrible. Terrible. It's, it's so funny because nowadays kids have their phones confiscated, but whenever I was at school, we didn't have phones. We had Tamagotchis. You had your Tamagotchi yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And when I did finally get a phone, it was like one of those brick flip phones that didn't have texting that like was given to me just so I could call my parents if I needed them. Like, oh, that's what it was school. for. I love we should call this the Old School Gamers podcast. And remember Snake as well. Oh. Uh, oh yeah sorry my the very beginning of texting where you had to just hit the button repeatedly to get the letter you wanted <laughs> T9 and if you accidentally opened the internet you'd freak out because it costs so much money yes i remember that oh tiggs what have you been playing so i was playing with sif last night um at Spellbreak, and I've also tried. So I got Thimbleweed Park. What? <laughs> Thimbleweed Park. Is this an Irish to any other version of the English language translation? No, thing? I just had no idea what you said. Oh, right, you okay. said tumble, tum- I don't know what I thought you said. Fuck it. <laughs> Thimbleweed Park. So I didn't realize it was a point and click adventure. I've not played one of them since I was like about oh, this high, little tiny, tiny guy. Oh, right. Okay. So it it sort of like if you watch the um, trailer for it, it looks all Mulder and Scully, like you're solving a murder and everything. And I was so excited to play it. And uh, the first night I was like, right, okay, fine. I played maybe three or four hours. Then the second night I was just like, oh my God, this is losing momentum. I am bored. Like the character... The character interactions are really good and some of the things you can say to one another, but maybe it's just my brain is not wired for point and click um, those sorts of games because <laughs> I was seriously losing attention. I was like, oh, but I want to see how it turns out, but do I want to see it that well, that much? <laughs> yeah. Nah, That's- nah, girl. I'll just read some spoilers. <laughs> it seems, no, those type of... Those type of point and clips or, or click games are so cute and the storyline's all great. And then after like 30 minutes, hour to it, you're like, you know, this is pretty slow and I don't really know where it's going. Infuriating. Absolutely mm-hmm. infuriating. And it's like, it, it's just not obvious. And yeah, yeah I, d- I think I've just like, I've only ever played a few of them whenever I was a kid. So my brain isn't hardwired for them. I think if you played lots of them, it'd be a really enjoyable game. But I did give it a go. And then just some spell break. There was a really good one on um, Game Pass a while ago. It might still be on there. I think it was called Oxenfree. 
Not much of point and click adventure, but the story was really good. So good. Yeah. So good. LGBT themes and like mystery and suspense. And it was just, it was surprising how good it was. I was surprised when I played it because I haven't really played a point adventure since Mist on the PC back in the day. Oh, I remember Mist. (laughs) I remember Mist. I remember hating Mist a whole lot. I was was a fan of the Monkey Island games personally when it came to point and click (laughs) adventures. Monkey Island's great. With, with Guybrush Threepwood. <laughs> There's a an interesting point and click for mobile games called The Room, which is uh, kind of a, you go into like this big house and you have to like figure out puzzles in the room to be able to get to the next room. It's pretty cool. Okay. Not like that's not like we were here, was it? Because that was shockingly bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. Another game I was really excited to play when I played it. I was like, you are joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, point and click. That's hit or miss. <laughs> point or click. Oh. Uh, right? I think that joke only made sense in my head. Just roll with it. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, but what have you been playing? Well, uh, I've been playing a bit of spell break also. Uh, starting to get used to Among Us and try it out a little bit. In fact, I am um, looking forward to playing it a little bit later. Uh, most recently, though, me and a, a couple friends have been playing on my uh, buddy's Minecraft server that he just re-released. He did a bunch of new updates to it and stuff. I'll give him a plug. It's play.azeriamc.com for Azeria. It's a really cool multiplayer server on uh, Minecraft. They have put a ton of work into it. All the buildings look fantastic. Um, it's A-Z-E-I-R-A, I think, Azeria. No, A-Z-E-R-I-A. Yeah. But anyway, it's anybody wants to try an online uh, Minecraft experience, it's a lot of fun. Um so that's been good, just building stuff with uh, people. Um, Spellbreak is a blast. I suck at it. Um, my my friend Hecto and I, we, uh, we joke about the fact that the entire game, all we're doing is collecting items to then bring to some other player, and it's the uh, service that we're doing, you know? <laughs> so we spend 15 minutes uh, collecting all the best gear, and then right away some other player kills us and takes us. So, I mean, we're really good at that part of the game. And, uh, yep. Mm-hmm, yep. That, that phase of the game I'm great at, but you know, you play it long enough, you start to actually get some kills and, uh, you get uh, a little bit better and a little bit higher ranking in the game. So, you know, it's fun, but it takes some time. Oh, I tried Minecraft once. I did the, the, I think the noob mistake of just digging straight down yep. to see what yep. would happen and then being stuck and then spending like an hour trying to get out of the hole. And then I accidentally killed a, a llama or an alpaca, um, yep. which of course made me feel terrible. So I quit. Yeah, no, no that, that does happen. That's the that is a very common Minecraft first experience. Is you're like, oh, I'm going to dig the ground up. Oh, I'm in a hole. How do I get out of the hole? And then it's nighttime, and then you die. And then after that, you're like, this game is confusing, and I don't know what I'm doing, and I don't want to play. That, terrible, that's, and I hate it. Yeah, and you killed yeah. one of your people as well. Mm-hmm. I know. I was yeah. really sad about killing the little llama thing. It had a little festive like necklace harness thing on. Oh, was like, that was ah. that was probably one of the uh, well, the wandering trader uh, llamas or whatever. And the problem is, if you hit one of the llamas by accident, they start attacking you by spitting at you. Oh, so oh, yep. 
Yep. I mean, llamas in real life spit, so I guess yep. it's accurate to real life. <laughs> I only thought, spit under duress. I kind of thought Minecraft would be going for real life accuracy. <laughs> hmm. I Actually, I've been spat on by a llama in real life once, so that was fun. It's a, it's amazing it how, yeah, it's amazing how realistic uh, Minecraft and how literal it can be sometimes when you're playing. I don't know, it's. I got started when uh, playing it when I used to do therapy uh, with kids, and uh, one of the kids that I was doing therapy with loved the game, and it was the best way for, him to be, for me to be able to learn how to connect with him. And I actually found him an online server that was ran by parents, so he could have an online experience that had other kids with some special needs and such, and he didn't have to worry about a bunch of trolls or anybody being real jerks, and the parents kind of kept an eye on the server to make sure everything was good. And uh, no, it's not Fallout, so it's it would be you would be griefing. Um, I'm a grief you. I'm gonna dig a fucking hole yeah. into you and make you stick there, like gonna push you in it. Push, push in there. Spit at you. So after working with the kid on the game, I just I, I tried to resist liking it, but then I just ended up liking it, and uh, a lot of friends on it. Um, a year or two ago, my friend Hector and I played on a server that was called an Anarchy server where basically anything goes. So you can kill other players, you can blow up their base, you can rob them, you can trick them. Like you can be like, hey, come to my base, we'll be friends, and then just kill them. And uh, yeah, so that kind of got me into it. It's a, It can be a really adult game if you go to the right spots. So, Lama, you've got your new game. Yeah, Maybe that's what I need to play, yeah. I think that's the, the beauty of Minecraft, though, is it's kind of whatever you make of it. Yeah, it's a great sandbox game. You know, it's whatever you want to play. I mean, and there are servers to play anything you want to do. There are ones where they've completely redone Mario Kart inside of Minecraft and you play it. They've done, they've, they've redone first person shooters in Minecraft and you can play it. There's ones where it's yeah, just there's creative. An Overwatch mode. Server. Yep, there's an Overwatch can, server. It's amazing. It's better than can, actual Overwatch. <laughs> Balance better. <laughs> and you can, for people who don't want to interact with their players, you can just play creative mode and just build houses and stuff, you know? So. Or dig a giant hole. Yeah, yeah. Full of I mean, my whole digging experience. I Hogwarts replica once. That was fun. <laughs> and it took me like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, my attention span's not that long. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. So we've got Minecraft under our belts now. Beardy, what have mm. you been playing? You been on Minecraft? Mm, no. I'm afraid, <laughs> I'm afraid not. This week I've been playing a little bit of Spellbreak. Um, <laughs> it's a theme here. Just like yeah. everybody else, we're not we're, sponsored. We're so fucking basic. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but if they do Boy, sponsor us, just, just get a hold of Beardy. Like, yeah. But like, but like, you totally know. could. Yeah, we yeah, just yeah. down yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> I would totally wear sponsored shirts. Just, just give us a, a shout out. You know. Um, but yeah, no, I played a little bit of that. Um, I'm not one for the old battle royales. If anyone knows my experience with Fortnite, it was mm. about 30 seconds long, and I've never been there since. Um, <laughs> same for Apex Legends, same for Call of Duty Warzone, same for every other kind of battle royale that comes out free, and I'm like, hmm, that might be fun. And then I get into it, and I'm like, hmm, this is not fucking fun. I don't like it. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> um, Spoiler, but, it was a lie. Yeah, but... <laughs> Uh, spell break. Um, it's kind of got me. I'm really enjoying it, um, and I actually won my first match, which I think is very. Ooh, look at you, Mister yeah, Fancy yeah. Pants. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I got the skills. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I've been a little bit of that. 
Um, I've also been working on my lifelong national decks uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> mission to get. Oh every God! I wish you luck. <laughs> um, so I've been playing. Are you playing. a shiny hunter? No, I'm not a shiny hunter. Um, I do a little shiny breeding on the side, but um, shinies, <laughs> shinies just come and go. I'm not really that bothered about them. Uh, so I'm replaying. Is this good? Because shiny hunting is stressful. Hmm? Shiny stressful. hunting is really stressful. Yeah, yeah it is really <laughs> stressful. Um, and what else have I been playing? Oh, I've pl um, been playing Final Fantasy VII on Switch, the, like the original version, because uh, I didn't actually get around to playing it all those years ago. I played eight, but not seven, so. I thought I'd give the original a go before I potentially get the remake. Yes, the remake. Yes, the remake. The remake is so good. Yeah. How are you finding the original so far? Um, I played probably about half an hour. I picked it. Oh. I picked it up and I was playing. I got down to the bit where you're supposed to set a bomb or something. Bomb a mission, yeah. Uh, okay. And then uh, I set the bomb, and then the big crab thing came to get me. Yeah, big crab robot. Um, big crab robot used it shiny laser stinger to get me. I died, and then I was like, "Nah, I probably should go to bed." So I went to bed. <laughs> but I'm going to come back to it. It's hard being an old gamer. Yeah, it, great starting music as well. Yeah. So far, it's been my favorite uh, intro to a Final Fantasy. It just it's fabulous to it, like. And I, I appreciate that about a game. So, yeah, it's seven you're playing? The new seven. one? Uh, or no, the new remaster no, of seven? No, it's the original. So it's the Switch remake or remaster of the original PS1. I think it was just on PS1. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The, the, it's the PC port um, yeah. that's then ported to Switch. Yeah, that one. <laughs> so I thought I'd mm. give that a play through before I decide whether I'm going to pick up the new remaster. Um and what else have I been playing? I've also been playing um, a game called Amazon Pre-Order the PS5. That's been lots of fun. <laughs> <laughs> you hit a little refresh. Oh, yeah, nope. This place pulled out everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You do a little refresh So here, I know what happened with that. There. I know what happened with that. So apparently Walmart broke the street date, and that's why the pre-orders went up so fast. <laughs> well, hmm. well, the pre-orders weren't supposed to start until the next day. And Walmart in the U.S. decided they were just gonna they were just gonna start pre-ordering them anyway. <laughs> yeah, we have the same thing with games. So then everyone the followed. With game everyone the, followed. Yeah, with game in the UK, <laughs> it was like pre-orders are up, like all over Twitter. So everyone was just flooded. Game you couldn't get on there. The site was crashing. It was just a bit of a dumpster fire. But yeah, I really enjoyed. Yeah, my no, time they're sold out everywhere. But I managed yeah, to get one. I'm enjoying my time playing that game. You 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 managed to get one. Yeah, I did. I did not. I'm very sad about it. Oh. <laughs> Bless. But I got mine, so. <laughs> Sorry. I'm waiting for my, uh, my GameStop connects to let me to let me know that they have like more pre-orders up, so that I can just like speed down the highway there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so Sony's come out and said that they're going to put more units into the pre-order system this week. So hopefully. That should sort it. Hopefully, because they were super limited. I think they fully apologized as well. They said there's like a letter of apology, isn't there? Mm -hmm. We know it oh. didn't go so great. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> the first time. Um, I don't know if anyone follows Alana Pierce at all, um, but she sent out yeah. a tweet saying 
like this is the first time she can remember in PlayStation's history where they've come out and actually like apologize for something, which is very true and very welcome at the same time. But I, I think the whole pre-order fiasco really boils down to the fact that obviously Microsoft's pricing leaked and Sony just yeah. wanted the, to beat them to pre-order and to market. And I think they just maybe ran a little too fast with that and didn't quite send out all the information. So it's tough, yeah. isn't it? Cause it's a, it's a tough old world out there. But, yeah. Uh, I, to be yeah, fair, I, I haven't, I haven't pre-ordered mine yet. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be any different when the Xbox pre-orders go up because this time it's just going to be an actual time where everybody's going to be waiting. So there's still going to be hundreds of thousands of people trying to pre-order their shit. It's just that on this occasion, they're going to be the... waiting for it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, when's the new Xbox? They just announced it in a tweet instead yeah. of at their like expo. It was just like the tweet. Oh yeah, pre-orders are live. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> when is the Xbox pre-order supposed to be coming online? Twenty uh, second of September, um, and I think it's eight a.m. for the majority of places local time. Oh, good. All right. Um, and I need to 9 get p.m. in like Europe and the Middle East or something. I did put a. A thing up on our Instagram, so go check that out if you want to know all your deets for your pre-orders. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta figure out, uh, you know, how to get the pre-orders so I can get them all ready to resell on eBay. <laughs> oh no, you're not that no. guy. No, I'm not. But I want to be that. I want to be that guy be because that's that's. <laughs> we don't condone that on this show. Yeah. I've never done it, but uh, it, it is quite easy for people to flip those. But realistically, if you don't have one of those bots that are scraping the uh, pre-orders, it's really hard to to get one. And you know, yeah. so just very yeah. quickly, um, Vegas underscore double is watching on Twitch. Says hello, um, and Mike M K E underscore B T S is uh, talking about the pre-order fiasco and is trying to find one. Bless them. Hi guys. Hi. Yes. Oh, like the band. Godspeed to yes. the PS5. It is going to be, it is going to be worse than finding the Switch when the pandemic started. Agreed. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad I already had one. Bye, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so for my my game, um, I'm still really sad because. They've done another patch for Fallout 76, which I was hoping mm. would fix the last shit patch, um, and it's made it worse. Although, there is apparently some sort of bug with the game, another bug with the game, where if you put a certain legendary team perk card on, then you can instantly turn someone um, aggro and then just kill them. So you can grief the shit out of yourself or a teammate, but that's it. Like, you can't grief people anymore still. So it's terrible, uh, more terrible than normal. I've not been playing. Um, but I have been playing um, the DLC for um, Outer Worlds, Peril on Gorgon, and I finished it last night. Oh, my God, it was so good. I really liked it. Uh, like it's it's Obsidian, so like you know their story is great, the dialogue's great, yeah, it's super good. That's one of my um, unfortunate backlog games I haven't even played yet. So honestly, sad. it's it's a good game. Like it's not open world. It's, it's a little like um, you know it's a little regimented as to where you can go and. Where you can go. Um, but they make the story so 
immersive that you kind of don't really notice too much. There are some times when you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, I don't want to walk all the way over there just to kill that one guy and then walk all the way back. There's no fast travel point. But thankfully, that doesn't happen too often. And the new DLC is a really good, um, like, sort of secondary main mission to, to whet your appetite on stuff. So I really enjoyed that. That's what I've been playing. I tried playing Among Us. Um, not gonna lie, I didn't. I didn't get it. Like I kept wandering <laughs> around, and it was like do some tasks. So I I poked stuff, and it was like it, I don't know what I was doing, and I couldn't figure out what was happening. I kept hiding in a box randomly. Um, so all, hang on, let me get this right. All you guys, apart from me and Ara, haven't have tried it, and we haven't. I, well, I've oh my. It. Well, all right, okay. I had 30 seconds in this game. That's 30 seconds more than me, girl. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> yes, beauty. And here we go back down the toilet. No. <laughs> Being on the microphone. Sorry about that. Beardy's broke his pop filter. Everyone say a word of, of regret. Cool. So that's what we've been playing. Now on to the super important topic of the podcast, which is what is the game of this generation? Now, I'm not going to lie. I misunderstood the question, didn't realize I misunderstood the question, and then just went off on my own direction as normal. So I might steal all your answers. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Let's start with Tiggs. Tiggs, what do you reckon is the game of this generation? So this was quite possibly the hardest question I think uh, <laughs> I have ever been asked. Um, but for me, it's Breath of the Wild. Mm. So it's a good game to choose. I, I've got two honorable mentions at the end, but let's talk okay. about Breath of the Wild for a second. There is a bit of a story about Breath of the Wild. <laughs> So um, I saw all the trailers for Breath of the Wild and then I saw a bit of the gameplay trailer and I was like, uh-uh, girl, that is not a Zelda game. I'm not getting a Switch. Fuck Nintendo. Fuck them right in the ear. Fuck, <laughs> Fuck you in your eye. Yeah. Right you guys are here. <laughs> you guys are assets. Why do you have you written this? I ain't going to want to play that. I fucking hate sandbox games. Blah, 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 blah. So I went off and uh, I wasn't very zen back then, you see. I'm a bit more zen mm, now. Yeah, yeah. I, I went off in a little rant about this to anybody that would listen, go and they have totally fucked this up. And someone I know got a Switch and got Zelda because they knew I really liked it and said, here, give it a go. And I was like, I'm not going to like this. I'm going to fucking hate it. Blah, 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 blah. Like, seriously, literally just handed me a Switch to play it. And I'm like... Shut like, the fuck up and try yeah. it. Oh, God. <laughs> I was... Spoiler, he didn't hate it. Yeah. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah. like, get, get this shit away from me. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. I can chop down a tree? That's exactly. Oh, yeah. That was, that was what did it for me, was I chopped down a tree. I was like, I can chop down all these trees if I want? Okay, cool. Easy. <laughs> There's a play with wood joke in there somewhere, but we'll just leave that for the moment. <laughs> we're, I think we're only allowed so many porn jokes before we get into yeah. Somebody that's played, like, not enough of Breath of the Wild. I didn't know you could chop down trees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beardy, what? I didn't know you could ride a deer. I remember okay. 
like a friend like trying to explain to me that one it's like for a shrine puzzle like where Cass does the little song or whatever and I was trying to figure out what to do I thought maybe I had to like fight a skeleton monster or something it's like like find like with crown of bone and mount him upon his throne or whatever and I was like oh maybe I have to fight a skeleton monster my friend was like why don't you just ride a deer over there and I was like you can ride yes, a deer you can. oh yeah you can <laughs> and you can ride like the king of the forest he's amazing or whatever you call him that there's weird, definitely like a that joke weird in there. celestial <laughs> thing. Um, yeah, uh, and it's then, cool. Yeah, and like the moblins, like oh, yeah. pick up goblins and like throw them at you. Like okay, <laughs> the game the game is amazing. So I got it, start playing, and this is way before Nintendo had cloud saves, and I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna have to buy a Switch now and buy Zelda, and they were like, no, just play it, play it on there. No, no. My save game. My advancing <laughs> your game, goddammit. My my save game. <laughs> All like territorial about it and everything. And why I think it's a game of the season uh, this generation is because I was really ready to fucking hate that game. Nintendo made some br- very brave choices in what they did there because it put a uh, like historical fans into a situation where they were going to get something totally different and it was a bit scary i was that person (laughs) um and whenever i started playing it i think it was going to kakariki village for about a month right and that it ain't that far but the beauty of it is whenever you get out of your training wheels um stage you can literally go anywhere absolutely anywhere so i was like oh my god that mountain looks really cool i'm gonna go up that mountain and before so i come in from work in an evening and be like have tea and stuff like yeah i'm gonna go play some zelda it's all good three or four hours later i have climbed four mountains and <laughs> done no storyline i found some little dooku seeds and i feel like i'm the king of the world and it's flying down my ah uh, the, the sense of sheer wonder and adventure and like every moment i played it felt magical and it it was just such a like honestly it blew my mind whenever i played that game i couldn't believe it and what they'd done with the storyline and everything with calamity ganon and it being so a hundred years later and uh like oh just how they did it and how they had bits of Hyrule there like you could see the Temple of Time there was all these nods back to all the previous games and later on you could get the gear from those games um, to make you look like you're in those games or whatever these legendary items it was just such a beautiful stunning looking game and the gameplay was fabulous and you could cook oh that was one of the things I saw in the trailer this cooking thing and I was like eh eh he didn't cook anything. He had a fucking health potion. I mean, seriously, who's going to spend time doing that? Before I knew it, whenever I worked out how to cook, I was like, oh, I'm going to make a stamina potion. Oh, my God, I've got extra heart. All heart. I just, Don't I love it. it. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, There's my God. Like interplay of mechanics, too. Like, everything is woven together so well. Some of the enemies are smart enough to throw bombs back at you. And yes. So good. It was so, it was amazing. So that's, that is my game of the generation. I've got two runners up though. Ooh, um, give us one. Uh, Death Stranding. Yes. Phenomenal game. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. You need to play it. It will change your life. As long as you don't mind being an Amazon delivery person for a bit. But the storyline is on <laughs> point. 
it is on point. And the other one would have to be God of War, which I just completed recently, and that also blew my mind. It was brilliant, great storyline, a few amazing twists that I'm not going to spoil for you. If you've not played it, you don't need to play any of the others. Play it. You're welcome. Enjoy. <laughs> Excellent. <coughs> Ooh, those sounds exciting. Yeah, wasn't um, was it Kratos? Kratos? He gonna what, he's gonna yes. run your bath last week. How did that go? Yeah. Oh, it was lovely. We had a nice time. He put some candles out, and oh, it was so nice. He's Aww. such a sweetheart. So he is. He's awesome. <laughs> Best <laughs> date ever. <laughs> those are some really strong picks. I like that. Mm. Yeah. Death Stranding's on uh, Death Stranding's on uh, PC. It looks like so I might have to try that out. I've been looking for a good high graphics game to try my uh, new computer out on. Oh, oh it, it's uh, stunning! And Norman Reedus and the whole cast in in that game are phenomenal. Oh, they're so good. Yeah, really good. I'll wait until Steam puts it on sale, then I'll pick it up. Oh yeah, it will be on Steam. on sale. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. Kojima is just an absolute nut job mastermind when it comes to video games and story and stuff anyway so yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, he's a beast i do think that has to be one of this generation because of the whole backdrop as well because kojima was working in silent hill with norman reedus and then something happened there's a big falling out and he was like well fuck you guys i'm gonna go make the game that i wanted to make um a game i've always wanted to make and he went and made death stranding and no one was really sure what it was about and the more you get into the storyline, the more you, you get so involved. Ah. It feels like it is 2020. It, it, whenever we went into lockdown, I was like, oh, my God, did he know? That's did he know? I wouldn't put it past him. Death Stranding is the story of the PS4, sorry, PS5 pre-order Am- as Amazon guy. Taking out the <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy. Poor guy. <laughs> guy. But yeah, I would I would recommend checking out those those three games. And BB's amazing. You know, Bridge BB comes around oh, with yeah. you. Yeah, I want Babby. BB. Oh, Sif, what are your picks? What do you think are the games of the generation? Because uh, I'm struggling. Takes uh, out some strong ones. I struggle too. I couldn't decide on. A bunch of them, like a lot of them. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was a good game. This one was a good game too. Oh, but uh, only three picks. So, as my generation game, I chose Sekiro, um, just because um, I loved like Soulsborne and all that stuff. But I think Sekiro did something more different compared to like like the other Souls games. Um, but yeah, like the sto- you're like in medieval. Um, Japan, which I love. I love the medieval oh, okay. times. I love okay. Japan history. So all that was fun. Um, you get to be a ninja, so like you get to use a lot of prosthetics because his arm gets cut off, and you get to like hmm. go save the the prince, I guess, the little prince. You're a one armed ninja. Um, you, you get a prosthetic, like a an <gasps> Is arm. That a cool one? It, it's cool, yeah, and you can change it around as well. So yes. So it's there's a lot of variety in that game, in my opinion. It's hard, like it's so I struggled a lot with a lot of. I think this was the hardest Souls type of game, like Ooh. that I've played. Um, but 
the story's good, the characters, the uh, once you beat that boss, it's so satisfying. Like just being at the top of the world and beating them up. And some of the bosses beating them disgusting. up. <laughs> yeah, because my god, some of the bosses you have to fight like two gorillas at a <laughs> at the same time, which like one of them throws poop at you and the other one is I think just kind of like blind. But that he terrible. Uh, yeah. yeah. Soulsborne games is like the games that they've got everything in them that I should really love. So it's like RPG mechanics, a little bit of like hack and slash, a little bit of parrying, all that kind of stuff. But fuck me, they're too difficult. I, I no, <laughs> no. I want to I... love them, but I can't. I, I don't know. I just loved it, and I'm kind of biased toward um, Japanese history or medieval times. Like I love those type of games, and. I think it did it differently, but it, it was kind of hard to pick because um, my other two choices were um, Bloodborne and Persona Five. Um, Bloodborne because mm. oh, um, because um, <laughs> it also did something different with like kind of like HP Lovecraft inspired and um, all the crazy ugly looking bosses and the music is amazing there's also variety but it's more it's it's more dark souls like does mm. that make sense um it doesn't really do much different in the combat whereas Sekiro does in my opinion um and then persona 5 amazing just a great grpg it's a very long one but it's worth the trip in my opinion, and I like it. One hundred percent worth it. One hundred percent worth it. Isn't it like one hundred and twenty yeah. hours plus? Like, yes, it uh, is. Yes, if you it don't is. try to do everything, the shortest playthrough you can get out of it, I think, is like eighty hours. Oh no, oh. not for me, girl. That's too That's long. Good. It's so good, though. It's worth it. Trust me. <laughs> if, I, if I didn't have work to do, yes, fine. I have I'm to. Sure, I've seen this exact exchange on Grinder. What? <laughs> what you mean, girl? What you mean? <laughs> it, Tiggs. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's it, it's good. Um, both of them, Bloodborne and Persona, they're good too. But they're my second picks, and Sekiro is my number one for this generation. Oh, I might have to give it a try. I've not done that one. It's difficult. Yeah, that's not also not for me. <laughs> I'm gonna last like thirty seconds. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. I love gaming. I'm also simultaneously terrible at gaming. Yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, let's see. Eeny, meeny, miny, moany, chili bean, macaroni. Uh, bot. Um. Well. I guess my number one pick is probably going to be the new, the newest of the Pokemon games on Switch, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, they kind of got mixed reviews as far as how people like them. I like the games. Um, a lot of people did not. But what I, the reason why I think it's a game of this generation is it's the very first time in like over twenty years of Pokemon history where. 
you actually have much more of an open world. You can kind of explore around as you want. There are some limitations, but it kind of brought all the old Pokemon games up into like the current generation. And when I was a kid, I used to love the old Pokemon Stadium games where you played it on like GameCube or N64 or something. And you could play with your Pokemon in a big arena. And it was so cool to see them come out out of the Pokeball, but be their full size. And so um, Pokemon Sword and Shield kind of brought that back with a lot more, a lot better graphics, a lot more um, different intricate things you can do and stuff like that. So I think it definitely was kind of a, an upgrade for that long series of games to this generation. Um, that first terrifying ex- encounter with an onyx that's like level 61 when you first enter the wild area oh, yeah. and you're like, yeah. I can take this down. And then you're like, absolutely not. Nope. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. nope and, I'm out. and you know, that was actually kind of neat because like when you play normal Pokemon games, they're pretty easy for the most part, you know, unless you are absolutely terrible at the game. You, I mean, like just attack with the same starter Pokemon until they level up game over pretty much. But when you fight that first Onyx in the play area, and it's literally much bigger than it's ever been in another game, you're like, "Oh, okay, that's uh, that's going to be a problem." And then he just whoops your ass. So, um, <laughs> but it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I like that it's a little campy. I like that it's set in. Uh, it's supposed to be the England setting this time, or the UK setting this time, which is kind of cool. Um, and I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I actually got to pick it back up so I can try the DLC for it, but. Um, the other games, I would say my two runner-ups, uh, also Switch game, would probably be Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, just because it's the newest generation of that game. Um, it's the first one where they had the entire roster that you could have. Um, it's definitely set itself in like fighting game esports history as being such a, a powerful franchise for it. And um, if you look back at the, the gaming history for Smash Bros., I mean, these are people that would haul their GameCubes to events and put giant CRT TVs on, like, tables. <laughs> and, I mean, the entire room would be filled with these old pre- or pre-LED TVs. And they didn't care. They were just having a great time. And um, if you ever watch any of the streams of any of the people who play the game seriously, it's insane. I mean, like, I, I can't even imagine half the stuff they do. Um, so that's a really interesting game. Um, and it actually seems to work pretty well for the switch. Um, even though it's a multiplayer one though, it's kind of hit or miss. Um, I know Inara has strong feelings over there about multiplayer switch games. (laughs) I just don't think that that's what the platform does best. I think that, yeah, yeah, I played overwatch a little bit on the switch. I've played a little bit of Fortnite on the switch and I just don't think that's where the switch excels. Yeah, you can still do it. It, it works, but it's, it seems you know it's it not really like what it, the console was made to do. So it seems like it works a lot better when you actually have your docking system hooked in via like a LAN cable, so that it's not over the Wi Fi. Like buy a whole adapter for that. <laughs> yeah, it's like another fifty dollar part or something like that. It's a I don't know why they didn't. It's I mean when they when the Switch came out, I don't know why they didn't just include it, but whatever. Um. And my last game would probably be, uh, and I cringe to say this, League of Legends. Um, because, because well, now I have to think of a new one. Gosh dang it. Oh, oh, the first class has occurred. I think Inara and I probably follow esports more than a lot of the other people in the podcast. Because I 
for years, I didn't have a computer that could game. So I watched a lot of people play professional esports gaming. And I started with StarCraft 2. And StarCraft 2 was super huge in South Korea. And I used to watch tons of games. I kept up with all the professional teams and stuff like that. And it was it was a blast. Um, even though I sucked at the game and could never get above gold ranking or whatever. Um, and that started esports, but I really think League of Legends is the game that brought esports into the forefront where now colleges were actually ha- well, sponsoring. Like on a global scale, too. Yeah. Because, like, before, mm-hmm. esports was really only, like, a Korean thing. A mm-hmm. Korean thing and, like, small local <laughs> tournaments and that sort of thing. But League, like, League made the idea of, like, superstar players, like, a big thing. Like, so many people know who Faker is who have never even played League of Legends. They just know he's the best League player in the world. He's kind of a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean... But his mid is amazing and literally is he has godlike reflexes and He's to watch him play the best league player on the planet. Um, yeah. Just straight up. He he definitely deserves the title. Without without ever having played the game because like League is what made things like Overwatch League even able to happen. You yeah. know, because people were suddenly taking esports a little more seriously, going, Oh, we can totally like we make money off of this. People actually will watch this. Yeah, you know, and it's like a lot of people know who Ninja is, even if they don't play Fortnite, you know, and um, so I League of Legends is a lot of fun. It was the first game that I really got into with a group of other people. We actually made a team, a local team. We even have shirts on it. Um, my friend Hector, oh, might cool. be, my friend Hector might be lurking in the chat here. He was one of my other teammates on it. Um, I played mid. He played top a lot. And um, so we actually went and tried to do a local college tournament and we practiced for like months for it. And we just got absolutely trounced. Like it was ridiculous how fast we were out, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I don't recommend it for people who can't handle um, a little bit of stress in their game because it's a, it's a pretty <laughs> stressful game. That's um, a lot of bit of toxicity. Yep. Yep. You have to have a thick skin to be able to play it, but um that game alone made it so now we have esports competitions where people can win hundreds of thousands of dollars and Overwatch and Fortnite and PUBG and you know League of Legends. And uh, without League of Legends, I don't know which game would have brought it into a forefront where people can actually make money and have a career playing video games. And that's just Possibly amazing. Overwatch, based on like how their league is structured. Um, because Overwatch was one of my other picks because I had both of them kind of at the forefront of my mind because they both did very different things for esports. Mm-hmm. League brought esports to people who kind of already liked video games, but if you have never played League before and you try to watch a professional league match, you're just going to be sitting there going, "What the heck is going on?" Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but I like, I think it's pretty crazy Overwatch about- League has like the regional teams. Where like people can have like city-based loyalties because there's a Philadelphia Overwatch team, there's a London-based Overwatch team, there's one for Vancouver, you know, um, no and it brings that kind games. of like traditional sports aspect to to esports, where you're not loyal to like a player, you're loyal to like your city's team, you know, because um, like I would watch Faker play League no matter what team he was on. Um, I would just follow him around. I'm a fan of Faker, not really a fan of the team he's on. Um, but I am a fan of the Philadelphia Fusion Overwatch League team, regardless of their wasp roster swaps. It's like a 
like a hometown loyalty. And it's all those, you know, when we were growing up and, you know, some of us much longer uh, ago than, than others, um, you know, the, <gasps> the, uh, adults would be like, you're never going to make a living playing video games. Go do something. People actually making a living playing video games. So I kind of like, Hanging it's not me. Of thousands of dollars in salaries, winning millions of dollars in tournaments. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not winning that money. But I do like to look at them and be like, ha, you can't do a living on fucking esports. Yeah, fuck you guys. Because you're griefing ah. everyone in Fallout 76. They're all making money and you're like, I'm going to just fuck I know. Up. I'm just like this <laughs> annoying person running around trying to Tesla them. Oh, right. Anora. I mean, that's a great segue into yours before we steal any more of you. Yep. What are your, they, what are your big games? Because <laughs> like, League was the biggest one for me. Because... Yeah. It really did make esports in the global stage possible. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> people, it was just this weird Korean thing for a while. Like, the Koreans played StarCraft. <laughs> and everybody just kind of ignored it. I mean, there were little, like, there's always been, like, a Call of Duty scene. But in, even in the esports scene, nobody really takes those tournaments nearly as seriously as things like League or Overwatch or CSGO. Um, or StarCraft, there's not really as much money or prestige on the line in Call of Duty. Um, partially because they play with controllers, um, which makes the whole esports community side-eye them a whole lot. <laughs> um, it's not that... So, no, mouse and keyboard is just the objectively best way to control a character in a... Particularly in shooters. Yeah, Just because you have much more precision and accuracy available to you, you can make much smaller movements with a mouse than you can with a joystick. There's no dead space. No dead zone on a mouse. You move yeah, the mouse and, and the cursor moves. Um, it's part of why, like, in Overwatch, they've made it impossible on console to play with a mouse and keyboard without buying, like, a $200 adapter. Because they think it's unfair. It's basically cheating to like go on console where everyone's playing with controllers and plug in a mouse and keyboard. <laughs> Fair. Because you yeah, have an unfair that. advantage that's not available to other people. Um, Unless they've got $200. But <laughs> I guess like my other there. ones were, um, uh, yeah, Sif took one of mine too, Persona 5, but I think I can go a little bit more in-depth into why that was one of them for me. It made people like JRPGs again. Ooh. Yeah, that's true. I have, never, I have never played a Persona game, and I've seen tons of clips for them, and they look really neat. So can I play Persona 5 without playing 1 through 4? Yep, there are basic themes that are connected, but the actual stories don't really have anything to do with each other. Um, it's all, like, theming and, like, these weird, like, heaven and hell sort of themes and... That sort of thing. Um, uh, don't play it around like people who are afraid of like really weird sexual imagery. Um, Mara <laughs> exists, and Mara is a big penis demon. Oh, my favorite oh, kind yeah. of demon! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's literally so. As you like make the persona better, um, the like first form of Mara is like just like a little like head of a penis sticking out of sludge basically and it turns into like this big penis on a wagon so you i'm not even kidding penis bigger throughout the game that's 
uh, yeah, to get the most powerful version of that persona. It's really hilarious. Um, Do you find it? It made JRPs <laughs> look like something blue people stamina talked about again. And the amount of like stamina potions. And the amount of like love put into that game. The amount of love they put into that game, just like in general, each of the low, like all of the menu screens are individually created, and they all have individual separate animations for each screen you swap to. Um, it's like this cool combination art style of like manga and Western comic books. Um, you can tell that the people who made it love it just as much as the people who play it. Um, up to the point where they were like not letting people post YouTube videos or stream it past a certain point because apparently spoilers will literally kill you. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but I mean, geez, it's a it's a JRPG that Yahtzee. For the zero punctuation guy liked and he hates JRPGs like on principle <laughs> he just oh. he doesn't like turn based combat he doesn't like things that are very anime he's like just not a fan but he loved Persona 5 and put it on like his top 5 games of 2017 list which I thought was insane because I thought Ooh. hell would freeze over before Yahtzee would give a top 5 to a JRPG but it, it's opened the door to, I think, more people playing JRPGs because it wasn't just popular in this little group of people who already play them. It yeah. was popular enough that people who'd never played one before and never enjoyed one before had a lot of fun with it, despite the fact that it's like 80 to 140 hours long. Um, Jesus Christ. It's, it's just the time. Like, this much. sounds amazing. And Pete... <laughs> This character sounds brilliant. <laughs> totally, totally sounds I'll post a picture of Mara in the Discord server later so y'all can yeah. see it. Please do. Please do. But I, I think Tiggs and I have sorted our uh, our Halloween out for the Halloween. All going to be Mara. Yeah. Please can you do like a classic, you know, the horse thing where it's like one goes as the front half, one goes as the back half. <laughs> like, can you do that. <laughs> like one I don't goes know if as I want to be the balls or the shaft. <laughs> one goes as the penis monster oh, and one Jesus. goes as the cart like, that carries the <laughs> penis monster. Let's do oh, it. Geez. Let's do it, Lama. And, At least let's take away, away from, from penis talk before we get like banned from Twitch. <laughs> At, least, right. At least now if someone calls me a cock, I'll be dressed as one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um... My, my third game, which I have come up with on the fly while staring at my collector's edition, because um, mine was stolen from me, <laughs> it's Undertale, mm, which okay. is maybe the best indie game ever made. <laughs> and if you haven't played it, you should 100 Not the best video game, but the best like indie game, especially in modern times. Mm -hmm. So many indie games these days feel very samey. Um, and a lot of the newer ones, like, ape things from Undertale. But it was a game that, it took the internet by storm. The fan base is really annoying. But if you can get past the fan base and just play the game and enjoy it for what it is, why do some, a bunch of skeletons, a fish lady, and a dinosaur lady feel like the most human characters in a video game thus far? <laughs> <laughs> um, like... It makes you feel things when you do like a true pacifist run and then you go, oh, to complete this game, I have to do the genocide run next. You don't want to. Ooh. Like it, you actively go, do I really want to do this? Because like 
they're not just like pixels on a screen. They're your friends that you made throughout the course of this game. And they all have individualized personalities. You can date a skeleton in this game. It's amazing. Hmm. Um, But it also has like a lot of things to say about like conflict and war and a lot of like meta narratives that I feel like a lot of people don't really look at, like what friendship really means and how hard it is to maintain relationships like that in the space of adversity. It clearly has some things to say about racism, given that all of the monsters are hated by the humans and were banished to the underground. You know, it has a lot more to say than I think people give it credit for. And it has inspired, like, an entire new generation of, like, indie developers to, like, get out there and make something. Because, like, Undertale was one of the most successful and critically acclaimed games of 2015. And it's not even a AAA title. It's made by, like, two people. (laughs) I have to check Mm. this out. I have never heard of that. I've heard of it. I've not either. I've watched a speed run of Undertale before. Yeah. How long does the speed run take? Let me just bring my video back because um, the baby is now down for a nap again. <laughs> I have this, which is the PC Collector's Edition. This is a locket that's also a music box that plays music. Oh. Um, this was a gift from a friend of mine because I couldn't find one, and it turns out that he had managed to get a hold of one before they sold out. Um... It comes with, like, this little book, which is the intro sequence of the game um, about oh, the war between the monsters and humans like and, like, Later, the monsters management. The soundtrack's also in here, and the soundtrack is phenomenal. Um, highly recommend. Um, but it just, it was a game that impacted me so heavily. And I was kind of blown away by how this game that's just a bunch of pixel art that has a really simplistic story really in the end had such a profound effect on me as a person and not just me like thousands and millions of other people who played this game oh this sounds amazing yeah it's really good and it's not that long it's like 10 hours (gasps) <gasps> that's my ideal game. <laughs> yep. Short attention Short to win. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil anything. you got to go in blind or it's not going to feel the same. Don't look at anything about it. Don't, don't watch any videos. Um, but also, don't, don't kill anything. Please. <laughs> I say this as like all of the characters in those that game is my friends. Okay. Shit. I to this day, despite being a completionist, have never completed the game because I cannot bring myself to go and play the genocide route where I murder all of my friends. Yeah, but trophies. Like I can't do it. And the game makes you feel bad. I've watched a genocide run and the game like actively makes you feel bad for killing people. Wow. That's like me trying to play any Sith option in any Star Wars game. You know, there are games where they tell you, like, you can get through this game without killing anything, but they're not really true. Um, Most of those games you can get through without killing, like, major bosses, or you have to kill the major bosses, but you don't have to kill any goons. This is a game where if you play smart and you figure out what you're supposed to do in each boss fight, you can never, ever kill anything. You Mm. enter the boss fight and just talk your way out of it. Oh, and make a friend like along that. the way. It's like such a beautiful mechanic. Because it's not just, you know, you sneak by things the way you do a pacifist run in like stealth games. You just like sneak around and don't kill anything. You don't kill anything because you make these meaningful connections with these characters. 
sounds, sounds cool. really You don't want to kill them. I don't want to kill Papyrus. He's the big, sweet, oh, dumb boy who yeah. looks kind of like Skeletor, and I love him. I don't want to kill now him. now looking for this to download. Yeah, right up Tig Sally, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's on like um, it's on PS4. I think there's a Switch port of it, so you can get it on the Switch, and it's on Steam. I don't know about Xbox. I think there is, but I'm not sure. Ooh. Oh, that sounds good. That's a good one. I'm gonna have to put that on my. Uh, so my next week, what are you playing? Yeah. Takes Undertale, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> you will have to let me know how you think. What you think about it? Because like, I love introducing games that have such a profound effect on me to other people oh yeah. yeah we'll do a, we'll do a catch-up next time and, and see how we how we got on with it yeah Excellent. please don't kill anybody <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do i'm gonna stream a genocide run and just kill everybody <laughs> i mean good luck with that um yeah. the final boss fight of the genocide run is like one of the hardest boss fights i've ever done in any video game ever because it's got a meta narrative of its own that boss oh. cheats hmm. I feel like, like he actively cheats at the game That's to, to stop you because you are essentially the most dangerous thing he's ever encountered in his world and he must stop you so he literally cheats and breaks systems in the game itself to stop you from murdering everything oh. <laughs> undertale's uh only 10 bucks for us uh on sweet it's on for... sale yeah <laughs> yes, oh. <it's> sale. <laughs> lima's favorite thing in the world it's on sale. It's fine. Good. It's definitely well worth a play. And it was a lot of people's favorite game of the year in, in 2015 over all of the AAA stuff that released that year. Because I think indie devs on, as a whole, like if you compare indie developers as a whole to AAA developers, indie devs definitely care a lot more about the quality and the messaging and the things yeah. they put out yeah. than like big corporate owned studios do. Not like on an individual dev level, because I'm sure there are individual devs at every AAA company who really love and care about the things they're making, but they're not ultimately in control of what they're making. They make what they're told to make. <laughs> the, uh, the tagline for the game says, Undertale, the RPG where you don't have to destroy anyone. See, now it's almost a challenge to think, can I stop myself from killing stuff? You won't be able to, Lama. Yeah, because I mean, part on. of it is like, you get into a fight, and like, the first thing you do NPCs. is... The first thing you do is, like, try to win the fights, like, because that's just what, like, video games have kind of programmed us to think we need to do, is, oh, we've entered a fight, there's no way out of this except to kill that thing. But Undertale has systems that allow you to enter a fight and then talk your way out of it, or, you know, do things within, like, the because there's, like, an act selection where you could choose actions or things to say to that character that are not physically attacking them that can get you out of the fight. It'll just make them not want to fight you anymore. Ooh, are, are any of them dancing? I feel like dancing would be my preferred <laughs> method. Some of them are dancing. The um, there is a very sexy robot, and that is all I will say. Right, no more. <laughs> no more. We've had too many spoilers. Sexy robots right? and penises, yeah. I'm in. No, that's my yep. of five of the penis. Oh, I got them confused. <laughs> I would have been so disappointed if I played that. <laughs> <She got laughs> <them. laughs> Where's the penis? <laughs> Where's where's the penis in Aura? <laughs> that okay. would have been a really good Discord chat, though. <laughs> <laughs> Me just being so confused as normal. Yeah. Oh, Beardy, how are you going to talk about you guys early? Um, okay, but I, I, baby, 
I baby. Yeah. Baby's important. You gotta feed your tummy. Yep, I can hear him in the next room doing a scrim, and I just. Um, I planned for yep. him to be napping right now, but sometimes <laughs> that just doesn't. That just doesn't yeah. work out. Yeah. Um, I will probably be active in the chat talking about Beardy's selections. Cool. Yes. Get yeah. in the chat. Always in watching the chat. Mike Wazowski. <laughs> Always watching. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Oh. I'm out of here. Peace. Thanks. Thank Bye. Beardy, how are you going to top that? Well, um, first of all. Oh. Gonna, or should I go so you can I'm, do the I'm squares? I'm just going to uh, fix the square. <laughs> Celebrity square fix. Yeah. Celebrity square. Celebrity square fix. My square is all right. It's just Tiggs and, and Sith. Yeah. Fine. I'm going to talk about mine. So as I said, I severely <laughs> misunderstood the question. Um, because see, now what happened, right? was I watched uh, a couple of documentaries on Netflix, and I can't remember what they were called, but they were basically about how social media is ruining our brain. And it was just so much information and, and so much like the world's going to end if you don't turn off your notifications. And I was like, shit, I'm going to have to turn off my notifications. So I did. And then yesterday morning, I was like, I haven't heard from the, the gamer guys in a while. I, I'll just... You know, give them a poke, see what's going on. There's like seven thousand unread messages. Oh, right. Okay, I gotta pick. I gotta pick something. And I thought like the generation would be like my generation. Like, how old am I? Like, I'm. I've kind of been around the block a few times. So I was like, oh, that's plenty of stuff to pick from. And then when you said right before we went live that it's the game, like the gaming console generation or the the PC generation, like, shit. None of mine are in this one. So. <laughs> I've been thinking on my feet or on my ass. And I reckon probably I'm going to go with my top game of this generation being Bioshock. And I'll tell mm. you why. Because the first time I played that game, it was like playing inside artwork. It was, you could see the, the care that had gone into it, the beauty of the surroundings the lighting effects, like everything. I literally just spent, I mean, I spent half the game screaming because things were chasing me and trying to kill me. But the other half, I spent just walking around looking at stuff. Like even the furniture skins were, like the furniture was nice. Like the artwork on the walls and the game was nice. Like these guys put a lot of effort into it. And it really got me, you know, I really loved the look, the aesthetic look of the game. And then when you start playing in the story, it goes into a lot of, like really deep themes, like, you know, what is, you know, what is independence? And, you know, on, on lots of different levels, you know, are you independent if somebody asks you nicely just in general, or are you independent if somebody's programmed you to say yes to things, or are you independent if you're spending your whole life slaving away towards a capitalistic system? Hmm. You know, it's like a whole thing. And I absolutely loved it. Um, and I, I played all the games that, the bio the first bioshock game literally took my breath away with how amazingly beautiful it was and it started my love really crystallized my love for that um that sort of aesthetic like the sort of modern future retro swervy furniture cool thing i think they call it mid-century modern and designer terms but i fell in love with it and then when the second game that i played that's on my list that i absolutely love no surprise 
is Fallout 4. I yes. loved Fall. I've loved all the Fallouts, but Fallout 4 was one where I really um, and the whole, again, the whole future retro themes of, of, you know, everything and how it looked, absolutely loved it. The fact that I could go anywhere, do anything. I didn't have to talk to anybody. I could just go out and kill things in the wilds if I wanted, I, you know, amazing. I absolutely loved it. And then I bought a house and decorated it to basically Bioshock and, and, uh, mm. Fallout without the bomb damage, you know. I want to be super realistic. Bomb, bomb I remember in nobody's uh, design style magazine. Yeah. <laughs> I remember playing Bioshock for the first time and watching the opening sequence where you're in the video and you're and you're and you're coming down, and then the video ends and you're in the same graphics. And, you and you're like, and you're in the yeah, and you're in the water, and you're like, I can I can move now, and this is the game. Holy cow! And then you play it, and then the next like real wow moment I remember that game was you're walking down the hallways and you hear this scraping sound, and you're like, mm -hmm. what? And then out of the hallway comes one of the big daddies dragging his Ooh. drill, <laughs> and he just slides out, and then he just turns and looks at you, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna die. This is this is this is game over right here. <laughs> yeah. And and then you die. So I mean, you know. Yeah. And then the I mean, even in that game, there was the choice, wasn't there? Did you want to play like the the good? Ooh, mm -hmm. Do you want to save the little? The, do you want to save the little sisters, or do you want to eradicate them? Bash them in the head with a wrench while they go, "Daddy, no!" Like, who chooses that option? That's. I tried once, and I felt so terrible. Dirty. <laughs> they literally look at you and say, "Daddy, no, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I tried. They are, I like, they are evil, daddy. terrible. They are evil. Experiment on little girls with." Overly protective watchdogs. They need to get bopped in the head with a wrench. Mm -hmm. I, I went through oh. the, the Paragon run and I liberated them. I set them free. Yeah, so. mm -hmm. You set them free of their <laughs> earthly coil. <laughs> <laughs> Much quicker, too. Uh, yeah, it is quicker. Yeah. And you don't get the... Was it the Eve? Adam? Getting oh, yeah, the, the, the upgrade. Yeah, yeah, you don't get the stuff to upgrade. But I just... I killed the first couple and felt so terrible. I couldn't do it. Like I can kill people in games all day long, but I can't kill NPCs. They're so innocent. <laughs> yeah. Can't do it. They didn't choose to it. be in that world. You <laughs> know, they were just born here, guys. The uh, music in, in Bioshock, when you would go through some of the different areas and you would just hear that record playing music in the background mm -hmm. and like you wouldn't be able to hear it super well. And then the way that the game did the, uh, what do you want to call it? Variable sound, depending on where you were at in the game. And yeah. you'd be walking down the hallway and you just hear the slightest emit of the music and you'd get closer and it'd get louder and you'd turn a corner into a room and it would just be this old like record playing. And it would be like this time capsule where everything froze in the game before the disaster happened and everything mm -hmm. like that. It's just, it's such an immersive it. game. I loved it. It was, it was literally like playing inside terrifyingly fucked up art mm. I mean, it was beautiful in fact yeah. i loved the radios in that game so much i tried to build my own i'll post a picture and on the yeah. oh, i don't know i'll just post it everywhere people will find it i'm sure but i absolutely on. loved it yeah it'll be on twitter it'll be fine but mm. i just i fell in love with the style of it and that was the first game that made me feel like that so definitely, out of all the games that I was going to say tonight, 
Um, I think Bioshock and, and Fallout, the franchises, are top of the list all, the, all day long. I got to pick those back up again now. That's what you're making me think about. Yes. <laughs> all right, Beardy. We're all in squares again. We're all in squares. We're all up in boxes. Cool. So, so you're, you're last but not least, what, but what not is on least. your list? So I'm going to start with my runners-up first. So the first runner-up is probably going to be a bit of a surprise to everybody in this here chat, given what I said earlier. But it's going to be Fortnite. Um, I am surprised. Yeah, so the reason I'm saying this is because a little mm -hmm. bit like what Bot said and Nara said about League and Star uh, Star Citizen was it too or StarCraft two? StarCraft two. Yep. Star Citizen. Star Citizen. <laughs> that needs to be. Um, so kind of re, either reinvigorating or adding new life into esports and stuff. I think Fortnite is the one that really set battle royals off, and I think that's done a mm -hmm. lot of good and bad for the industry as a whole um, in terms of monetization and loot boxes and kind of where things go in the future. So I think that's a very interesting game to look at. Um, and then the second one is Resident Evil 2, the remake. Ooh. That was too scary. I couldn't yeah. play that. So the reason I went for that one was purely based on how they handled it as a reimagining or a remake, and I think it's a real good example to any developer looking at bringing an old franchise back and kind of giving a bit of new life into it of how to put something like that together. I think it was just great. Mm -hmm. Did a really good job there. But Aww. my big one is... Bum, bum, bum. Drum roll. The Last of Us Part Two. Oh. Yes, so I... Controversial. Again, uh, Last of Us was a game that I only picked up, maybe, well, not I only picked up, but I completed it maybe uh, two or three days before the second one came out. First mm -hmm. time when I played it, I, I think I might have said it before on one of the podcasts. Didn't get it, didn't enjoy it, didn't think it was a kind of game for me, and then managed to grow up and enjoy it. And I think The Last of Us 2 has some really interesting conversations about as a consumer of this media is or are we ready to be able to kind of tell stories like that there was a lot of kind of rage or conversation about the theme of it and whether mature themes are actually ready to be in video games which i think is a really interesting conversation to be had um and then also again conversations about somebody's art and them having a vision for that art that maybe doesn't necessarily line up for what you want for that character. Um, and I really think that they handled some of the relationship stuff in there really well with like Ellie and her being a lesbian and with, um, oh, I forgot the character's name now. Abby. Abby. The kind of dynamic that they had um, where you kind of spend the game doing one thing for one purpose and then see the flip side of that and seeing where that leads for the other person. Um, and also between Abby and uh, the kid, oh, I forgot the kid's name. Bear with me two seconds. Kid number one. <laughs> kid A. <laughs> That's how I name children. Yes, kid A, kid B. It's an interesting side note for Last Among Us 2 because the 
the story changed pretty drastically for a lot of people. And, yeah. you know, the, a lot of the community didn't like it very much, yeah. and, which is sad because people should learn to adapt to changes in story and stuff like that. But um, one of the uh, voice actors for Abby, I believe, is Laura Bailey. Um, she's also part of the uh, Critical Role D&D podcast thing, which has oh. become a huge thing. Yep. And um, I think Ashley Williams also, who is, uh, she was in Thor and a couple of other games and stuff. Yeah. They're into it, and what's really sad is that Laura Bailey is the one who played the uh, the voice for the most controversial character um, in last uh, in the in the second version, and um, she took so much online flack for it. Like people oh. were blowing up her Twitter, they were saying awful comments, and like the people who were trying to defend her, are like she's not the one that writes the story. She's not the one that decides the production for it or where it goes. She's just a voice actor. And if you can't separate the voice actor that plays your character with the game you're playing, then you probably shouldn't be playing games. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, she, yeah, yeah. she received death threats and all sorts on Twitter and stuff yeah. like it. It's was sad. just beyond ridiculous. And yeah, I just think that Last of Us at the end of the PS3 showed us, it reminded me of how I felt about Metal Gear Solid 1 when I played it back on the PS1 of, of playing a game that made me realize that a game could be more than Pac-Man or Mario or something like that. It could tell Mm -hmm. me a story. It could be immersive and it could be engaging. And Last of Us first one did the same thing at the end of PlayStation 3 generation. And I think the second one's done the same thing again at the end of this generation as well. So hands, hats off to Naughty Dog. They just keep cracking out amazing, amazing games. Mm -hmm. Oh, you definitely need a PlayStation now. Whether yeah. you like them or not. I think uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be the next game that's going to be one of those okay. groundbreaking ones. I really think so. Is that the one that's going to set everybody's computers on? Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's the one that Keanu Reeves is a part of, and you're, the character creations for it oh, is supposed God. to be next-level character creation. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll spend days on it. Mm-hmm. You can customize your genitalia. Yes, Everything. Can you I imagine? Always wanted to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Look a little awesome. slider back and forth, you know, on the screen. Can you imagine the loot boxes like they do for that? <laughs> <laughs> loot box <laughs> genitalia. Ooh, get the t-shirts. Oh, coming back to the Last of Us Part Two. What I like about that is that it includes like every type of gamer with like disabilities as well i don't see that many games do that no. at all no there's not that many settings and the last of us 2 i think was one of the few that did that this generation as yeah well. the accessibility so, options in that game is phenomenal like the things that you can turn on and off and change text like it's just it's they, they did a really good job with that and i don't think that receives as much credit as it should do it's yeah, amazing. Every game should have that, shouldn't it? That should be built-in standard, like, level yeah. one, this is what we do. Because everybody, you know, everybody needs to be able to experience these stories. That's the whole point of the storytelling, is to reach the audience. And if you're excluding large parts of your audience just because you can't add a feature in or, or change a text size or the contrast yeah. of it, that's that's ridiculous. And it's, it's poor storytelling. So a good storyteller adapts to their audience and tells the audience the story. And if you're only telling it to half of them, you need to try again. Well, yeah. part of the problem though, is, is that a lot of the gaming community, what we're really bored, born 
the uh, birthday, that's the word I was looking for, uh, the gaming community is standard white cisgender males. And I mean, yes, there are tons of people all over the representation, you know, spectrum that are that are gamers. But up until, I don't know, the last five years, game developers didn't really make games. I mean, if you were a, a girl gamer, your choices that are, were like Barbie's Castle Adventure. You know what I mean? Every other game was geared towards standard cisgendered males. And, and I always had bikini armor in every yep. game. Yeah, exactly. Protection. <laughs> it, it's like... Uh, if if a female character, you know, if male characters are supposed to be super duper strong ones in games, why do the women only have to wear bikinis? Because they're stronger, actually. Right. Um, but the representation like bulletproof abs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they uh, are like Wonder Woman, where the brazier, like you know, deflects bullets. And, what do you um, mean that my brazier does that, bitch? Yeah, I don't even need a brazier. I just got the chest there, you know. But. Games, we're moving into a new generation where games need a lot more representation to be able to capture the full audience. People are going through a lot more questioning now than they ever have before. The internet helps reinforce them to be able to look what communities and what labels they feel comfortable with. And so the game developers, as a media form that is just going to get more and more intense as time goes by, especially with you know virtual headsets and things like that, they really need to adapt to it. And... You know, another example, and it's it's amazing how toxic the community that doesn't want changes. Like, mm -hmm. I I never realized how conservative, like, not in a political standpoint, just in a I don't want things to change standpoint of gamers that are out there. Like, example, I'll bring it back to like D and D because I really love Dungeons and Dragons because I'm a big dork and. Um, mm -hmm. They, uh, a character in one of the major podcasts, the Critical Role podcast, they recently introduced something called a magic wheelchair for one of the, it was a combat wheelchair for one of the different characters in nice. the, the show. So they brought it in as kind of a, a, a sub theme for the particular episode. But then a lot of the gamers who really felt that finally there was some representation for people with disabilities they put in like all this artwork for it. They showed what it would look like. People made little uh, 3D printing mock-ups of the chair. And oh, it was supposed so to be cool. just this. Yeah, it's really cute. And it's supposed to be this great bring people together so everybody feels like they're a part of it. And then the toxic community of people are like, that's not realistic. I don't want that in my game. And it's like. Well, demons aren't realistic. Fuck off. I, I know. And that, <laughs> that was the, the counterpoint is you're playing a game with magic and goblins and dragons and you're worried about realism. Yeah. And uh, you don't think anybody in the medieval ages ever lost a leg or anything like that, you know? The and only real thing about Dungeons and Dragons is dungeons. They exist. Yes, they True. do. Beauty's been in enough of them. We're up at 8 o'clock. No. Uh, so. We really need to. We really need to, as a community, be able to be a lot more open and and try to push back that super toxic culture because that toxic culture isn't going to be what brings our games into something where everyone feels like they be part of the gamer community. One hundred percent. And I think it's really important as well when you have a game like Last of Us Part Two with a strong female lesbian character to be the person that's kind of fighting that fight for those people that don't have that anywhere else. Because in the majority of games, your gay or queer representation comes in the form of RPGs with choice systems. It's never, this is that who this character was and who they've been through the entire plot of their mm -hmm. upbringing mm -hmm. and everything else. It's, it's 
a choice that you it's make the difference as a player. between having yeah. yeah it's that choice between having a character backstory that that shows the journey and really tells the story versus you can you know a player a romanceable player sidekick sort mm. of thing that like mm -hmm. yeah anybody can romance them that that's not the same mm. like that's so well, not like, the same because if anyone can romance them then better. she's just easy <laughs> Well, it's like Mass Effect has all the different romances that you can be a part of, just like Dragon Age. And there is some, like, uh, different LGBT-style, you know, relationships of varying sorts you can be. But yeah, they even, yeah. even with Mass Effect, though, even with all the great storytelling, it feels a tiny bit tacked on. Like, they're just trying to appease a certain audience. And they did a great job, because at the time, that Dragon Age and Mass Effect, that was kind of cutting edge for being oh, able yeah, to have... Totally. That yeah. was so like it, it really it blew up whenever they whenever mm -hmm. they whenever people yeah. discovered that they could do that. The only one thing I will say about it is, I kept Caden, and I, no leave Caden alone. <laughs> so I kept Caden. Oh. So I I want to romance him because he saved him originally instead of the chick. What did you call her? So I was like, oh, that would be a little lovely little story. Like after all these years, they get together, and then the scene happened, and the dialogue was fucking dodge as anything. It was like so awkward, and I was like, oh, this wasn't a love story. They've just hooked up. <laughs> oh my god, they've just hooked up. No, they're supposed oh. to love each other. It's space. You don't know when you're gonna die next. You just gotta have quick hookups. That's just how it is. In space, nobody get it while you know. can. <laughs> That's the tagline. In space, Going no one can hear back you. Back to Bot's point of it feeling a little bit tacked on. I think it feels tacked on, not because it is tacked on, but because in every other aspect, we don't have something that's front and center. A gay person running the charge mm -hmm. as the lead character. So anything else just feels tacked on. Like, well. On that point, I mean, like, people have been playing games where the main character is a standard, normal, quote-unquote normal, cisgendered male in a million games, like literally most of the gaming world. And everyone who is LGBT of any sort has had to play those characters and swallowed it. And you don't see people, you know, bitching and complaining about it on the internet. Like, I've played, like, Mario, you know? Like, I don't complain that Mario isn't, you know, gay or anything like that. But now that there are some games like Last Among, uh, Last Among Us, Last of Us Two, um, right? That's the game. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I like the they, mashup that you've come up with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, too many games. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, it's amazing when there are games where you have to play the character, and they're and they're an LGBT themed character. The amount of toxicity where people are just like, I don't want to play this game. Well, first of all, you don't have to buy it. And second yeah. of all, the rest of us have to be playing normal straight characters for our entire lives so you can handle one game with one character that happens to have a love story with somebody who's the same gender. Oh, big I hope, deal. It's I hope it opens the floodgates for that sort of stuff. I hope it's mm. like because you just need one game to like start all the controversy and then it tends to pave the way for other developers going, well, do you know what? Even though there was a lot of controversy around that, that was a cracking game. They told a really good story there. It's going to need to be a AAA studio because there are so many companies that are not going to be willing to lose the money. Because if a company like Bethesda or BioWare decided to do a game like that, they're going to put millions of dollars into the development, pay all those people, 
cross their fingers, hope for the best, put it out, and then a bunch of toxic jerks are going to bomb their ratings constantly mm. until they just lose a ton of money. And then they're like, well, we're never going to do that again because our audience doesn't want to buy it and they don't like it. So, well, Bioware did, was it Dragon Age? Um, one of your companions, Dorian. Oh, he had an amazing side quest where you go with him to tell his father yeah. that he's gay and like you support him as he comes out. Is that and the that elf one? one? Is uh, he an elf? I can't remember. I no, thought he was no, elf. he's it's a big strapping lad. He's quite hot. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they I think they did a good job there. I mean, granted it was a as a companion character, it's not the main character. And in terms of romance in that game, it is basically you have the romance options, but it's not part of the, the whole story. So, yeah, you're right. I think I think it being done by a AAA studio as main characters and just getting people to, to see a story from a point of view that isn't the standard, you know, that mm -hmm. you can see things from other people's points of view. Maybe, maybe that's what's wrong with society today. We need more games with different types of characters so we can learn empathy with other points of view. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I fixed the world with video games. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> you know, and the easiest way to get all the male gamers into it that are the, you know, the standard ones is just make the character a female lesbian who is super hot and then just make you only be able to play the female lesbian. And they're going to be like, well, I, I don't like this, but I kind of like it. So maybe I can put up with it. As long you know? as you give them a third person view and they can watch the butt. They don't. Exactly. Care. Yep. Mm -hmm. Let's not, let's not beat around the bush. No. Every guy yeah. I know, him, he's like, oh, I like playing the female characters because I can watch their butt the whole time. Yep. <laughs> yeah, all right. To be fair, I, I like playing like as handsome male characters because I get to check them out through the majority of the game so you know and i'm an equal opportunity enjoyer of all butts, Aww, <laughs> butts for everybody butts for everyone and that yeah. be our hashtag for this episode like yeah, the subtitle butts for butts everybody for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be amazing oh uh, okay well that i think that's the end of our main topic which actually we didn't have that many clashes which is ridiculous considering how little prep we did tonight. Yeah, yeah. I think just shows that we can wing it pretty well. Yeah, no, we I'm, don't need to prepare, guys. We're fine. I'm really yeah. glad it was a surprise, though. Yeah. Mm. Like, there's been some good chats about uh, very different games this evening. It's pretty cool. Or today, yeah. or whatever time zone you're in that you're watching. Time is, I don't know. Time is it's 8 o'clock. Cool. A, a bunch of endorsements for games that I want to try now. Yeah. So... Right, I've got Same. a whole list now. Oh, that's what and you were doing. You were writing list. Yeah, I, I have a I have a, a board on the wall because I just because oh. I have no memory. I'm like a goldfish. <laughs> I think you guys have told me it's some game you mentioned like eight times, and I keep going, "Oh, I'm gonna play that," and then I forget what it's. I didn't write it down, so I don't know what it is. <laughs> right, pasting. So we've done that bit. Now. I think this is actually going to be hard, I think, because now I want to know what game do you recommend for our viewers, stroke listeners? Don't stroke the listeners, Tiggs. Um, <laughs> stroke. Stroke the listeners. Free strokes for everyone. <laughs> S-T-O-K-E. Stoke. Oh. Yeah, that's what I said. Stoke, yeah. So after Don't all of those amazing games, what do you recommend for people? 
Um, I recommend you get to Hades. go first. Ooh, Hades. Yeah, I want to play that. I haven't that. heard of that one. Yeah, it looks Hades great. By, by Supergiant Games. All their games are amazing. I play all of them, really. But um, Hades is really good. Um, it's a roguelike type of game. So it's kind of up my alley because I love like Dark Souls and all those other games. So I recommend that one. It's beautiful. The music is amazing. They all they do really amazing music in my opinion. Um, Darren Corb, I think that's his name. He does the music. Um, and the art style is so pretty. It's like so. Aww. Yeah, I love it. My and, sisters uh, and her boyfriend are playing um, Hades right now, and they sent me a couple of. Uh, video clips of it and the game looks amazing i actually can't wait to pick it up the i love greek mythology so yeah. the whole game being based around it in a really awesome action-packed game i'm really looking forward to trying it out it's amazing um it's also recently came out on switch so it's available on there on switch and pc mm -hmm. so it's great i'm gonna need to buy a switch yes um, good luck do it I've just got approval for a PlayStation. Yeah, no, you'll get away with Switch. It was on well. sale. Yeah, it was on sale. Yeah. <laughs> I, w I went downstairs earlier and dropped a hint. I might need a new um, PC. My laptop's struggling. Babe. It might, might be an unpopular opinion, but I think every true gamer has a Nintendo console somewhere. <laughs> I've somewhere. Got somewhere yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> somewhere that they can access, because you need to have Nintendo just accessible at because there's certain things that they started that mm. you know that they do incredibly well well nintendo is a part of people's childhood even more than like sony and their playstation and you know microsoft and their xbox because i mean xbox didn't even was didn't even capture the first generation of gamers it was all nintendo sega and then eventually playstation you know yeah oh, i had one of those sega genesis ones with like the the um the what did they call it? The satellite? Like you could you could play oh, online yeah. basically and download games. It was like the first time you could do that that I could do that anyway. Oh, did anybody man, have I a, Echo the Dolphin for hours? Did anybody have a Dreamcast at all? No, I didn't get a Dreamcast. Power Stone really? and Crazy Taxi on on Dreamcast was amazing. Mm. I used to love. Uh, I forgot which Sonic it was, but it was Sonic, and he, you know the. Memory cards with like a little LC, LCD screen in them, mm -hmm. and then you could put like these little things. Sonic Adventure. Sonic, Sonic Adventure into the. the was it the one with the little chibi characters? The little yeah, chow yeah. or whatever? Yeah, it yeah like a chows. Yeah, that's the. Yep, one. the chows were fun. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Sonic Adventure, that was, I think. Was it? My brother mm -hmm. had that. Had good music to it, too. Ooh. Beardy, what's your recommendation? Um, I don't really singing. know, to be honest with you. Yeah, singing is very good. Um, <laughs> I'm probably going to say that my recommendation is to check out any of the games that I mentioned if you've not already played them. So Last of Us Part 2, <clears throat> Resident Evil 2, or Fortnite, because, yeah, why not? Is that easy? I've, I have to admit, I've never played Fortnite. I've seen it. I'm also not a fan of Battle Royale stuff. I only I'm play not. it in Fallout because I have to to get points sometimes for whatever weekly challenge there is. But even then, I just hide in a bush until the timer runs down. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bush baby. I'm a bush baby. Uh, okay. Uh, but. Uh, well, 
all the games on here uh, that we've been talking about. Uh, since Inara's not on, I'll plug Undertale for her because uh, it for ten bucks it looks awesome. And uh, from what I've watched, a lot of the games done quick, like in the speedrun community, they love Undertale, and uh, it's a very complex game. And uh, I'm gonna have to try it out myself. Uh, other than that, I don't know. I'd say people should keep trying uh, Spellbreak, and that's just selfish because I really want the game to do well and to keep having more people to it because. I think if it gets to the esports level, it might actually be a lot of fun to watch people play that game at the professional level. Yeah, because it's just gorgeous. It is gorgeous. It is gorgeous. The combat's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's it's like you're watching an anime. Yep. Pretty but you're much. actually playing it. Yep. And you got some kick-ass fart power. I mean, yeah. all right, all right. exploding I'm fart putting power. Putting it on the list. Yeah. <laughs> circle it. With a circle, done. Spell break. I mean, to be fair, you had me at farting power, but then I keep mm-hmm. forgetting because I didn't write it down. It's written down though. Oh, okay. Tigs. Oh, I think. Oh, I want to go last. Oh, I, I think. Well, obviously, any of the games that we said, but also Spellbreak because mm-hmm. I hate battle royale games. Absolutely hate them. Avoid them like the plague. I mean, so I've played last night for a few hours. I played a solo match, won my first solo match. I was like, oh, yeah, these bitches didn't know what they're doing. You were they- so proud on the chat. You're like, I won it, I won it. I know. I did a thing, I did a thing successfully on an online <laughs> game where I had to kill all their players. I was like, yes. So, yeah, no, I was really proud of myself. And then me and Seth played. And before I knew it, we'd been playing for like three hours. And it felt like five yeah. minutes. We just had so much fun. And it is so much fun. You get to go shopping and then you yeah. get to go and like fuck people up. Or you're like, I'm really bad. So, so <laughs> none of you guys noticed in the chat last night that um, I says, quick, take a picture of the damage that you've done and my damage. Sif's damage in our match that we played was 500 or 480 something. My I remember. Da- the damage that I did was 69. That sounds about <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> the love number. You know, the, the pacing for that game though is so great. And uh, you know, if any uh, spellbreak mods are uh, watching, you know, beardy hint hint hashtag spellbreak. You know, like get a hold of us. Uh, well, uh, we're open to sponsorship. Yes, we are. Yeah, yes, we are. Brought to you by Spellbreak. Yes, ma'am. And then be like a graphic of somebody like flying up and having their little gas ignited, and me just being super happy. Yes. Yes. What's uh, yours? Um, well, I'm going to pick a game I haven't actually played yet for reasons. So I've been playing um, Tell Me Why, the, um, the, the narrative-driven game by Don't Nod Studios, and that's the one with um, the trans male characters, the, the main character. And again, it's not just a tacked on thing with this story. You know, it's very nuanced. It's very part of, of the story that's being told. And it's really well told story so far in chapters one and two. Chapter three just dropped uh, on Game Pass the other day. And I've downloaded it, but I haven't played it yet because I was trying to finish Perils of Gorgon. So I'm going to play that this week. I'm really looking forward to it because, you know, they're, they're, they are like episodes you get through the story and then like at the end there's this cliffhanger and you're like oh god what's gonna happen next and i've been literally like just waiting for the next one to come out so i can play it because it's left chapter two left you at such a cliffhanger i need to know 
where it's going and how it's I don't even know if the third one's the end like is there is it five or six like the other ones and I've just got to wait for those to come out and I just get the first three I'm going to be so disappointed if there's more that I have to wait like a year Um, but I'm so excited to play that game so I highly recommend anyone that hasn't played that play it it's free on Xbox Game Pass first three chapters are out so well done and it takes place in Alaska and the the scenery is just fucking gorgeous it is absolutely like I said to my wife I was like I kind of want to move Alaska she's Mm. like we're not moving to Alaska based on a video game (laughs) like it's on sale (laughs) (laughs) it's on sale yeah so I'm not moving to Alaska unfortunately stay here in, in sunny England um with all my lockdowns um but yeah that's the game that i and and i think that's it for us that is our our episode for today and i know we've had we've had quite a bit of chatting happen chat because everybody loves good chat so that's good thank you everybody we are yeah, it is. It is. It's like it's nice to see the um, the interaction because sometimes it's just us talking shit. It's nice to remember there's actually people <laughs> watching. Us. Listening, yeah. I, know. I don't know shout why out, sometimes. Shout out to Clunge Muffin. That's my brother. That is the best name ever. <laughs> Clunge Muffin. I'm gonna put that on a t-shirt. He's a he's legend. a legend. He's a legend. Yes! Absolute legend. We need to start coming up uh, with some uh, gamers assemble merchandise so we can uh, wear it around and uh, promote it and such. Can we put cash paper and stuff? There you go. Like me and Tiggs as as Mara. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm there. Oh well, the fun isn't quite ending. Uh, We're gonna take a break for about forty five minutes or so, and then we're gonna go live again, and we're gonna be playing the game. That's Among it. Us. Among Us. Just, just all these games we're mashing up in our own minds. So we're going to be playing Among Us. I have exactly 30 seconds experience in this game and I didn't like it and I turned it off. So this should be fun. I think, Tiggs, <clears throat> you haven't played it at all. Everybody Spoiler else kind of knows. Beardy is the imposter. So I'm going to vote Beardy off every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so give us 45 minutes or so you'll see us go live again come in have a watch we'll be playing Um, feel free to take a potty break throw some food at your face whatever you need to do thank you so much to everybody who's been watching it's been a blast Um, please feel free to like and comment on all of our different media platforms we do engage some people far too much Tiggs I'm looking at you (laughs) what Uh, (laughs) can't be trusted that guy cannot be trusted Uh, make sure you show us some love on twitter instagram and twitch thank you and good night good night we love you Bye. Bye. bye